Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott, not alongside. He's off. He had a family obligation. Wait, what? Anyway, he is not around, but have no fear. Got a great episode for you today. Talking with Team Davies, which is a team out at the University of Alberta. It's their U20 team there, or U21 team, excuse me. They're at the University of Alberta. They reached out to us in August or September, I can't remember, as part of their sponsorship campaign. They're looking for sponsors to support them through the course of the season. And Scott and I, behind the scenes, we've talked for a couple of years about how it would be kind of interesting if we could sponsor a team. We didn't really know how or what the process would be like. So when they reached out to us, Thought this would be a nice fit. So we are an official sponsor of Team Davies for the 2023-2024 season. So the lineup is made up of lead Adam Nogler. You might recognize that name. His dad competed at the Briar many times. And Adam's been a great player so far in his career. He has participated four times in the Canadian U18s. And this year, 2023, he was part of that Canadian Junior Championship team. So he'll be representing Canada moving forward this season at the World Junior Qualification Event and then hopefully at the World Juniors. Second is Will Butler. He is from Kippens, Newfoundland. He's also played in the U18 a couple of times and at the Canadian Mixed in 2022 third is ronan peterson from oak bank manitoba also competed in the u18 and he was on team manitoba 2 in 2022 at the canadian juniors and the skip is zach davies from edmonton another participant in the u18 championship canada winter games bronze medalist back in 2020 and he played at the points bet invitational he was part of that event as well so really a solid lineup from top to bottom they have a really good pedigree so far as a team of course still junior eligible and that is their goal for the season to qualify for the canadian juniors then of course uh, for them to hopefully win the canadian juniors And over the course of the season, we're, of course, going to follow, track their progress, see how the season's going, and ultimately, uh, at the end of the season, we'll do a bit of a a summary with them, see how it went, and again, we, we hope it goes well. But before we are able to track them over the course of the season, we wanted to talk with the four of them. So this was recorded a couple weeks ago. It was before the points bet, and I had a chance to talk with the four members of Team Davies about their backgrounds, the expectations, the challenges of being a junior team, balancing high-level curling, school, personal lives, 
some of the financial difficulties involved and really what the process is there at the University of Alberta as it is such a wonderful pipeline for curling. So it was great to get a chance to sit down with the four of them. So let's get right into that chat with Team Davies. All right, and we are here with Team Davies. We have the whole roster here. So Zach Davies, Ronan Peterson, Will Butler, Adam Nogler. Guys, how's it going tonight? We're good, thanks. It's going great. Yeah. Good. So you guys are at the Salvo Club. You just practiced. Uh, how did practice go? It was, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> My practice was good. It was very, very short. I had class run late, so just jumped okay. in for a few rocks. All right. So that is the professor's fault uh, there. So, uh, so guys, let's get into uh, what the season's going to look like for you. But first off, let's talk about the formation of the team, because out there at the University of Alberta, there is quite a tradition of very good teams, very good players coming through this program. So maybe, Zach, if we start with you as the skip, uh, how does this team come together? How do you find each other? What is the, the process for you? We all just got recruited, pretty much. Rob, uh, Rob Krebs does a great job running the program and uh, scouting out the whole country. We've all been to national events, so we kind of got our names out there. Now we're all curling for the the University of Alberta, we're trying to fulfill the legacy. Fulfill the legacy, <laughs> the jersey um, in a better spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the saying. Yeah, so you've all played in the under-18 championship, the national championship, and various other events across the country. Let's go around the table. Zach, we'll start with you again. Biggest curling event or moment for you to this point in your curling career? Um, definitely winning U18 Nationals uh, last year. Probably just the final game in general, the gold medal match. No real shots in particular, but that was been the highlight so far and i hope i could make even bigger ones here uh all right let's go down the the roster then ronan how about you i think for me it was probably uh my first national event at the 2022 new holland canadian juniors um i was a spare for team manitoba two and uh i happened to get into a game against uh team newfoundland who was nathan young at that point, and he had been to the Briar already, so it was really cool to get into a game against him. Yeah, uh, pretty good player. Uh, yeah, Nathan yeah, Young, sure. those guys. Yeah, uh, Will, how about on your side? I'd say my biggest one to date was last season. I got the chance to represent Newfoundland at the Mixed National Championships, so got to play a different role there and to be the leader of my own team and skip at a what we would call I guess an adult national championship so got to meet a lot of great people and have a great experience playing against some very well-known curlers from all across the country nice and Adam um, for me it would have to be winning the juniors last season that was a pretty big accomplishment and hopefully look to produce some outcomes at uh, at the world's coming up here yeah kind of a, a pressure spot for canada this year with the new rules uh, with the way relegation works and the new timing of the juniors kind of an interesting spot uh, for the, that junior team and what you guys have uh coming up which we won't get too much into depth uh I, we'll, we'll preview it on the show once we get there but uh yeah really interesting there and, and adam for you 
now, guys, I don't know the the family situation for the rest of you, but Adam, we've seen your uh, dad at I, I don't even know how many Briars. It, it feels yeah. like a lot. Yeah. What's the? Do you know the number off the top of your head? I I don't know, but I remember going to Briars. I think the earliest one I can remember was Saskatoon uh, with Jamie. I think it was that one that they placed fourth in the country. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty cool one to go watch. Yeah, do you feel that at all? Like having a name that is recognizable, a last name that's recognizable to probably a lot of folks when they see your name, they would recognize the family name and, and I don't know if there's expectation that come along with that? Not really. I think it's more something I put on myself. Like my mom, she won Canadian Juniors out of Nova Scotia. So I think just wanting to kind of beat what she got yeah. at Worlds, <laughs> something more I put on myself than, than any, anything else. All right, now let's talk about this lineup, guys, because uh, you said you were all recruited in. But in terms of setting the lineup, that we've seen it across the country with various teams. Things can always be in flux. Uh, so how did we settle on the lineup? I prefer to play front end, so you don't have to explain to me why people would want to play front end, but just in general, in terms of the dynamic, uh, with, especially with young guys, sometimes there could be some, you know, like you, you have the comp- competition amongst yourselves as to who, who's doing what. So how did we settle on the lineup? I think the coaches just decided for, decided for us and, um, they just thought, you know, each of us would fulfill our position greatly. I mean, I've, they knew I've been, yeah, skipping pretty much my entire curling career. Started out as lead, you know, for the first season back when I was really young and then quickly became a skip and I've been doing that ever since. So that's probably my position. I came into the university program last year with Team Tao because their lead, Andrew, he aged out of juniors last year. So I came in, um, I was playing second the season before and I skipped before that for the territories so I just came in as a lead for them and then stayed lead and probably will stay a lead the rest of my time here at the university um and then for me the past two seasons prior I had moved to play second in Newfoundland with a team out of St. John's so I was recruited to be a second me and Adam worked perfectly he's closed on one side I'm closed on the other so we were matched together so that we would be a good brushing tandem and there was one position left. And <laughs> I was lucky enough to be recruited for that spot. I've been a skip my whole life, but the uh, the switch to third's been pretty fun. Yeah, you get to kind of do everything. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, Ronan, you were the one who reached out to us. So I'm going to ask you this question because we've wondered about this. I mean, Scott played somewhat high level at juniors, but this was probably before – there was more of a business side to curling. So we don't know too, too much about the business side. So could you walk us through what support you get from the university versus what you've sought out elsewhere outside of that structure and maybe just how difficult it is for junior teams to put together the financing structure to actually make a season work? Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. I think the university does a great job for us with um, fronting a lot of the expenses in terms of event uh, entry and hotels and stuff whenever we're traveling. And then in terms of gathering sponsors, so 
we have to pay the university back a certain amount at the end of the year. Um, so we need to gather quite a quite a bit of sponsors. Um, and that process can be quite tough if you don't have any ins with your family or anything with different companies, it can be quite tough. So just emailing a lot of different companies who may have had their hand in uh, sponsoring different curling events or uh, different teams in the past, and then just seeing any um, connections between yourself and different companies that you can kind of play to for uh, um, gathering, gathering sponsors. But yeah, it's it's could be tougher from some other teams and who don't quite have the recognition that some other teams have. So yeah. Well, how much does the name University of Alberta help? And certainly, as I said at the start, there's a, a reputation that the school has, the curling program has, to produce top flight players, top flight teams. Has that benefited you guys? Do you think? I think it helps certainly um, with alumni. There are a lot of business owners that have gone to the University of Alberta in the Edmonton area and in Alberta as well. And just reaching out to them uh, for support can be can be a good avenue for us. Um, I think that's that's a real benefit to being a university team here. All right, well, let's just say it. Botcher, did you, did you ask Botcher? Did they give you money? No, <laughs> no, we, we, we didn't ask them yet. No, they got the their trucks, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they're doing okay. Yeah. So, guys, you have a, a pretty good schedule, and Will, I, I'm curious to ask you about this as as a front end player because you have the schedule with these guys. You also have probably whether it's weekly games, leagues, or, or other teams that you're involved with. How do you? set about your schedule and how do you think of the schedule knowing that there's a physical toll on being a front-end player that you have to manage that along with obviously your school and personal lives and everything else you got going on well i think that that rob and the program we have it down to a very good science um this year our front of our season's a little bit heavier than the back end of the first part of the year um, just because we're trying to get as many events in as possible and the way that they're scheduled this year with the act um, most of the events run back to back, but we tend to just play an event. We'll play in a weekend and then we'll take a weekend off and then we'll play another weekend and work that one on one off system. Um, for the start of the year, we did two events on and now we have the majority of the team has three weeks off here. So we have three weeks to get some good training in, rest up our bodies and just work towards that next event that we're playing. And so it's definitely difficult trying to balance school and make sure that we're healthy, but we have great support systems here with the university just to make sure that we can excel academically and on the ice as well. Do points matter to you guys in terms of the CTRS? Are you guys at that point in your curling careers where you're conscious of that system and are looking at where you will eventually rank towards the middle end part of the season? I think with the changes that Alberta Curling made to the junior team selection, um, because like the Canadian juniors are our main goal for the season and representing Alberta at that and placing well at that. So they made the change that the two teams that make the finals are the two teams that are going to provincials representing Alberta no matter what. 
So that kind of eliminates points in the junior race. Of course, like there's always the um, like the World Curling Tour rankings and CCRS to get into the slams. But I think that's still a little ways off. Like this is my last year of juniors, but the rest of the guys have two more years left of juniors after this. Um, so still quite a young team and really focusing on excelling at that junior level right now. So you said that's the, the main goal of the year is the Canadian juniors. How does the, you have the Canada West championships and then potentially the U sport championship, where does that kind of fit in for you guys in terms of goals and expectations? So with the, the university of Alberta, we have the two, two teams. So team Tau is the U 25 university team and we're the U 21 team. So the, you know, the can West and the U sports teams are kind of created off of both of the teams. So we're kind of evaluated throughout the year. And then one team's kind of formed um, closer to those events and then we'll play in those. So we're not quite sure who's exactly going to be on those rosters yet, but we'll see closer to those events. All right. So I mentioned just general expectations. Let's go around the team again. And we'll, we'll, Zach, we'll start with you and let's go down the roster uh, from, from uh, skip down to lead again. What is your team expectation for the season? And then individually, uh, what are you looking to uh, work on as a player for yourself and, and moving forward in your individual career? So let's do, do the both. Team expectations for each of you and then your individual goals for the season. Okay, our team expectations, like Adam kind of laid it out perfectly. Like we want to win, U we want to make it to U20 Nationals and win it. That's the main goal. Yeah, obviously just uh, win as much as we can. And even if we're not winning, as long as we're growing as a team and gelling as a team, because yeah, we're a new team here and it's definitely a process like growing together. So yeah, our expectations is to win and get the provincial championship under the belt and hopefully the, the national championship. And then personally, as a skip, I look forward to improving my strategy and like the tactical side of the game because I know that Rob and uh, our coach, uh, Skip Wilson, great minds for the game. I'm really looking forward to learning from, from them and just seeing the game in a whole new and better way all right ronan how about you i think yeah the team expectations is definitely um winning that uh junior provincials and then placing as high as we can in the junior nationals and i think growing as a team and developing as players is definitely um high up on that list too uh, i think individually moving from skip to third it's a bit of a change so um, these past two events that we've played, I've been really working on uh, trying to uh, hone my weight judging and sweeping abilities, and that's definitely going to be something I work on throughout the year. And also, I'm not the, the big man in the house anymore. That's uh, Zach now, so just providing support for him and, yeah, being as supportive as I can for his shots. And Will? I think... There's a common trend because we've went over this as a team, of course, setting out our goals for the season. But um, for the first part of the year, just learning, getting some wins under our belt, developing as a team, forming into a unit. And then towards the end of the year, 
chasing down that provincial title at the junior playdowns and then hopefully following through with some momentum into the Canadian juniors to get a high, very high finish, if not a championship for the program. And then individually just working towards becoming an even better front end player, getting stronger in the gym, uh, being a better brusher and just forming a good bond with Adam so that we can have the the strongest brushing and the and the best weight judgment and front end in the country, hopefully by the end of the year. And uh, on your end, Adam? Yeah, I think the rest of the guys said it perfectly for the Teton goal. Just excel at the junior level and be a competitive team on the men's events that we're going to be playing. Um, and then personally, just improve uh, improve my consistency as a thrower and as a non-thrower and just be a be essential part to the team in uh in all ways I can. All right, well, guys, we are very excited to follow along the the journey this year. Uh, we are obviously rooting for you uh, to do well. I should have looked, and I I didn't. My apologies. You've played in two events already. How did they go? A uh, little rocky, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. <laughs> Um, we picked up a win in our second event. Uh, so yeah, we're going up against, yeah, we went up against, um, some really good teams, uh, some men's teams, some of them, you know, we, it was down to the wire and we made it close and then others, we may have gotten blown out of the water. Um, but yeah, we're, we're gelling as a team. We definitely feel the team dynamic, uh, improving with every game. And the team we beat, uh, Team Korea, their yeah. their oh, yeah. junior team, yeah. uh, we beat them, which was great. Pretty to, cool. Pretty cool. Took yeah. uh, Karsten Sturme to an extra in our first game of the season. Very yeah. first game as a team. So. That was pretty cool, yeah, too. That's pretty good. Yeah. We're seeing glimmers of hope within the, <laughs> the despairs of all these losses. The potential. But, yeah, yeah, there's potential. It's yeah. building. Well, I mean, guys, so my theory is anything before Thanksgiving doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> That's a crazy right? exactly. It's just warm up. Like if, if the colors of the leaves, if the leaves are still green, doesn't it, it's just practice. <laughs> don't, don't even worry about it. So uh, so it's, it's good that you guys are feeling good that uh, the season's off and rolling. The next time we'll see the four of you together on the Alberta Curling Tour is the U20 event in Red Deer in a few weeks. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. Yes. All right, and then you have a couple more events: the Savile, the ACT Savile, ACT two. Yeah. Yes. What whatever, whatever that means. What does that mean? It's um, yeah. It's just the second Savile ACT event they're hosting. I guess I'm not like sure. A, almost like no. a partner to the to the shootout. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They they should have come up with a fun name for that. And then uh, in the event in Calgary in November yeah. as well. So those are your ACT events coming up so guys good luck in all those uh play well and uh like i said we'll be rooting for you and you know study occasionally too don't don't let me currently <laughs> occupy all your time so uh that's team davies guys thanks so much for doing this yeah, thank no, you thank, thank you very much thanks so there you have it my discussion with team davies my thanks to the four of them again adam nogler will butler ronan peterson and zach davies and we wish them all the best for this season, we'll keep tabs on them as we go through the winter. Now, before we sign off this week, do want to mention a couple things going on in the world of curling. This is our first chance to chat since the Points Bet Invitational 
happened and we didn't do an episode afterwards in part because I was traveling. I was out of the country, which means that I didn't see any of it. I, I didn't see one rock of the points bet invitational on the men's side. Reed Carruthers beat Matt Dunstone in the final. I was told that that was a draw to the button after they were tied through eight. So Reed Carruthers gets the win there. He goes back to back, belly to belly for the win. He's the only points bet invitational winner in the two years of the event's history. Over on the women's side, Rachel Holman beat Carrie Anderson in the final. So that's a great final there and the top two teams in the country playing. So congratulations to them picking up some nice cash along the way. But I did see a post by Felix Aslan during the event or either just after, maybe just after the event, wondering why there weren't a lot of people at the event. Apparently, attendance was a little low there in Oakville. And I think the answer is pretty straightforward, pretty easy. Don't put important events in September. If the weather's nice, and from all accounts, it was pretty nice that weekend, people don't want to go sit in an arena and watch curling. I I think it's really that simple. It's not because of what this event is or isn't. I just don't think people want to go watch curling when it's warm outside. And I think the NHL, to a certain extent, has this problem by doing the Stanley Cup Finals in June, the people whose teams are in it care. But otherwise, like, the the ratings go down. Like, people don't care as much. Ice sports, winter sports, play them in the wintertime. And I realize it sounds weird for me to say that, given that we tend to go year-round with our episodes talking curling. But I, I really think that it's a challenge to get people into an arena when it's nice outside, people want to get outside the summers while they might be getting a little longer. Winter feels very long in this country. So when you have the chance to get outside, be outside, you want to do that. And you don't really want to coop yourself in. So I would say stop putting events that you want to categorize as important in the warm months, uh, the under 25 next gen event in August, I, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Putting this in September doesn't really make much sense to me. If you want to have it as a major TV event and set it up as a, a big part of the curling calendar, I think the Canada Cup worked where it was on the schedule. And certainly once you get into the new year, you have provincial playdowns, Scotty's Briar, World Championship. So I don't fully get it. I don't know if part of the math of this is you don't want to compete or go up against the European Championship, which the Canada Cup did for a couple of years there. So I don't know what all the permutations are, but if there are concerns about attendance, I would say put it when it's cold outside. But of course, that comment coming from Felix Aslen. Which brings us to the World Mixed Curling Championship. As I record this, we are awaiting the semifinals where Felix Aslan and his team are in the semifinals. They are playing Sweden in a few hours, actually, from me recording this. 9.30 a.m. local time 
for this event. Uh, Norway and Spain are in the other semifinal. Felix Aslan and his side have not lost yet. Went through the round robin undefeated and then beat Australia in the quarterfinals. So good luck to them by the time you hear this. You'll know the results. Both of the semifinal and final and bronze medal match are going to be played on Saturday. This is taking place in Aberdeen, Scotland. So 9.30 a.m. local for the semifinal, 2.30 p.m. local for the gold and bronze medal matches. If you want to check those out, if you're listening to this before the games recast, we'll, we'll do a big thing about recast and, and the World Curling Federation's airing of games at some point, maybe before the European Championship. We'll get into what's going on with recast and there's a, there's a lot that's come out about recast. So we'll, we'll do a deeper dive into it, but the games are available there. So again, if you're listening to this before the games, hopefully they're good. If you listen to it after, you know what happened. So there you have it. And that will do it for this episode. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show, wherever you get your shows, like, comment, all that good stuff helps other people find the show, keeps us growing. You can always head on over to thegameofstonespod.com. Past episodes are all there, plus a link to the merch. You can follow along with what we got going on on social media, at Game of Stones Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Game of Stones Podcast on Facebook. And if you want to let us know what you want to hear on the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. And before we go, I do want to give a shout out to Jerry Hermans, our friend from Belgium. He was rocking his Game of Stones hat at the World Mixed in Aberdeen. Sent us a photo of it. We'll throw it up on the Instagram. Thank you so much, Jerry. Really cool to see that. Uh, Whenever I see a piece of Game of Stones merch out there, in the world i absolutely mark out over it uh, a couple of times it's happened here in ottawa at, at the curling club of course but it, i i absolutely mark out for it so uh, really thanks so much for sending that photo and if anybody if you want to be like jerry head on over to gamestonespod.com again the merch is all there but thanks so much for that photo and thanks to you all for listening scott will be back next week but until then keep those brooms on the ice And don't dump that intern. Make the final.